This is Saturday morning's must-listen format. The Melbourne Racing Panel. The panel's up to the Group 1 feature at Flemington today. The Group 1 Australian Guineas. We're also racing at Wangaratta today. It's their Cup Day. And a note through from the, the historian stewards, if you are travelling to Wangaratta today, please allow extra time from Melbourne if you're travelling via the Ring Road due to roadworks. Just a note of warning, if you're travelling to Wangaratta today, allow some extra time. Some roadworks on the Ring Road are going to add that extra time to your trip. The Group 1 feature is the Guineas over the 1,600 metres for the three-year-olds at Flemington today. Both Osipenko and Lindemann staying in Sydney for the Chris Wallace stable. They're the two scratchings, numbers 3 and 10, meaning number 17, Japanese Emperor. Gains a start. How does the market look in the Guineas, Jamie? So, Warren, we have 10 cents worth of deductions for those two scratchings, but there's some really well-backed horses in this race. So, Jackano is the best-backed and one of the better-backed horses of the program, but in saying that, there actually is not much separating the holds between four other horses. So, Jackano at $2.40 is the favourite. The two, Elliptical at $5, has also been really popular. The four, Mr Maestro, is at $26. The eight, Amenable, at $13, is also really, really well-backed and has been since the market's first went up. The 13 Holy Mans at $15 has also seen some support. The 14 Attrition at $9 and the 15 Legato at $9.50, those two are also two of the better backed horses in this race. So yes, Jackano is the best backed, but there's also some that have also been quite popular. How do you see the tempo in the guineas, Mark? It's a messy race, Warren. Assuming that Amenable jumps okay from barrier one, you then got probably the inside eight gates that jump out can take a spot but are not real leaders. I trying to pick the most likely leader, maybe number three uh, sorry, maybe gate three, Maximilius, but I'm not sure they're that keen on that horse leading or, or maybe the fortune teller with the blinkers on. And out wide is it the day that something like Mr. Meister or Bankmore chance their arm and go forward because it's not clear cut on paper. It looks like the inside gates will hold their spot, forcing those middle two out to have to come back to get in. I'm going to tick number 15, Legato, who, gee, she looks an absolute beauty. She should be undefeated. I think she's got a great draw to be midfield behind that leading pack that I mentioned. She gets to the outside. She's got a terrific rider. She just builds her strength and just keeps going. She's very strong at the mile. I'll go with her to win, to beat number one, Jackano, who has to run the mile, which has been well documented. But see, that run in the Golden Rose, it was strong through the line. It's been drawn in those first the first two wins from a spell and... Had to take gaps when they come. I think you can get a much more fluent ride from the gate. He's got a great chance. Too elliptical. He was terrific first up. He's had three wide. There's no way any other horse in that race could have done that and won the race. He's fitter. He's ready to go. He'll be strong at the mile. He'll get a great run from the draw. And then eight amenable. Good first up, and that was off an interrupted prep. Good trial since. I just wonder where it gets to from gate one. It's basically going to need horses to get out of the way of it in the straight so it can win. So I'll go 15, 1, 2 and 8. Best of luck with Elliptical in the Group 1. Gator, how are you seeing the guineas? Yeah, look, I'm going to tip Jack and O. Um, he gave all the three-year-old weight first up and still beat them. He didn't win by a lot, but he did run the quickest last 200 of the day to do it. And as I say, the, giving the weight, I think the win had a lot of merit despite the narrow margin. And, of course, beating the older horses that wait for age is always, um, you know, easy to like, albeit with a bit of help. Um, but back to his own age, I've got no reason to doubt him at the mile. Um, so I guess it's going to come down to price, I guess, for, for punters. Attrition and elliptical were both terrific in the fast case stakes. 
Um, nutrition didn't get a fair crack at them. May well have won it. Uh, Jamie Carr takes over. The mile looks okay there as well. And, yeah, Elliptical's win was fabulous. Back and wide. Only got partial cover on the turn. And um, all on it's him there. And Legato, pretty classy filly first. That was her first defeat last time. She copped an early Pratt. Uh, mixed luck in the straight. You know, I think um, you can argue strongly she would have won as Mark has. And the winner of that race went on to win a group two by five lengths. And Mirror Masters, my best absolute blowout. One fourteen, two fifteen. One fourteen, two and fifteen from Gator. Mark Hunter with fifteen, one, two and eight. On with Jack and Oa. I've got no reason to doubt him at the mile. Yet potentially a messy map, but Damien Lane will, will have a plan and at least he'll have the, the clear air. One for me, head of twelve. One ahead of no one. <laughs> excuse me. One for me, ahead of uh, ahead of two elliptical who ran one well first up and can only strip fitter as Mark said covered ground there and uh, and he was against horses who had a fitness advantage there on that occasion. Fourteen attrition, arguably unlucky behind elliptical. I would think there's more fitness improvement in elliptical out of that run. And fifteen Legado, it isn't hard to mount a case that she could be undefeated in New Zealand. One, two, fourteen and fifteen for me in the Guineas. Race eight's the blamey and it's over the sixteen hundred metres, a race that uh, has produced some terrific winners over the years. This race is clear of scratchings, the blamey this year. Jamie, how's the market shaping up? Well, there's some really great money in this race, Warren, and a very well-backed favourite. But the one Tuvalu at $4.60 is one of the better-backed horses in this race, but is holding more than double less than what we've taken on the favourite. Then there's two, Smoke and Romans, is at $21, with Call Sign Mav at 41 So this favourite is the four, Gentleman Roy, at $2.90. He was $3.40 when we first went up on the market. But as I mentioned, he's now holding more than double anything else in this race, and he's just continuing to firm in off the back of the support. The six pounding at $7 is holding the exact same amount as Tuvalu, so those two would be the second best backed horses in this race. With the seven, Uncle Bryn also seeing a little bit of interest at eight. The nine, Sosi Bon at $23 would be the best backed horse at odds. And outside of those few horses, they're the ones that seeing the support. I'm sure Tuvalu will get a mention when uh, we do the, the form here. A couple of SMSs regarding Tuvalu, and one in particular from Pee Wee Jamie, and he does want to specifically say good morning to Jamie, but he's also thinking that Tuvalu's on a path towards the All-Star Mile, and he can run well. Any words of advice, All-Star Mile, for Pee Wee Jamie looking at Tuvalu? Well, good morning, Pee Wee. I'm also with you because I've got Tuvalu on top going into today. I think um, he was disappointing last start, but he does do well second up. So, Pee Wee, let's both get behind Tuvalu for today and then on the path to the All-Star Mile. How are you reading the tempo here, Gator? Uh, look, I think it's, uh, you know, there's no Pearl Harbours here. It's Gentleman Roy Tuvalu, a one two, and they both can run along at genuine Group 1 speed and still perform well. So, I think that's their best chance of success. Um, They've clashed a few times. Uh, most, yeah, most times in those races, they settle first and second at, at good clips. Uh, Gentleman Roy's return win was with weight in the Barton Stakes, um, or was very good, and then the Barton Stakes held off Jack and Owen Thunderstruck to Brightside in a group one weight for age race. I mean, pretty good form, you would have thought. If you only look at his dry track form in the last couple of years, it's outstanding. Uncle Bryn badly held up in a fast Elms handicap. Loved his strength through the line when finally clear. The race was gone. He beat all by military experts. Second up last trip, that horse was flying at the time and running time. Uh, Tuvalu, uh, I take Jamie's point. You know, it was a bit disappointing um, 
However, he did go back to the inside rail, and I don't think that's ideal. The action was wider. I thought, given that X, he ran okay. You know, he flies second up, and he's a group one winner. Banker's Choice always improves second up. Underrated horse, criminally. 4715. 4715 from Gator. Mark, how are you playing this one? Central Effect. Warren, number four, Gentleman Roy. I think he he's the starting point. I think he just flies the start. He's shown a couple of times that he's quicker than two little early, so. You would reckon he flies the start, he gets across, he controls the race, he's in the zone, and I think he's the one they have to run down. Number seven, Uncle Bren, I thought was terrific first up, had nowhere to go, just poked through inside. Drawn well enough not to be right out the back, so hopefully it's within striking distance. One, two, blue, was okay first up. Maybe the worst run it's put in, but fitter and can improve. And then six, pounding, I think will use its residual fitness or its fitness to roll forward, look for a spot early, it's flying. So four, seven, one, and six. Four, seven, one, and six from Mark. Four, seven, one, and five from Gator. I'm also with Gentleman Roy. I think he'll control the tempo here. Be hard to beat. Tuvalu, back to the jump outs. Blinkers off for this run. Stalks the speed. Some chance of running down Gentleman Roy. Uncle Bryn will be a late closer. And number six pounding next best for me. Four, one, seven, and six. The last, over 1,200 metres, a benchmark 90. Take out numbers five, seven, the Jumbuck, who disappointed a few by not lining up, but a spike in the temperature there, and nine, Belciel. How's the market looking the last, Jamie? Yeah, so Warren, we've uh, got 28 cents worth of deductions, and in particular that was because of the scratching of the Jumbuck. So now the best-backed horse is the one in pinstriped at $5. The two Cardinal Jam is at $9.50. The four, It's Our Time at $5.50 has also seen some support, as has the six, Kentucky Casanova at $4.60. The eight fluorescent star is at eight fifty. The new favourite is now the ten in life lessons at three dollars seventeen. Has certainly seen some support at that price, but it's definitely pinstriped. That is the best backed at this stage. Kentucky Casanova looks to be the the most likely on speed runner for me here. Claim for Laura Lafferty crossover noseband going on. Looks like he controls the tempo. I'm hoping that Pinstripe can be close enough and, and travels well for Celine Gordray, who does get horses to travel into a, a nice rhythm. She's doing a great job at this stage of her career. And Winkers off Pinstripe first up. Obviously, a lot lesser grade than he's been competing against. One for me, head of eight, Fluorescent Star, who got chopped out late at the Valley first up. She's effective down the straight. Ten life lessons. She'll be strong late. She came a long way last preparation. And I think Kentucky Casanova, because he controls the tempo, has to go in. One, eight, ten and six for me in the last. Mark, how are you playing it? I'm tip number six, Kentucky Casanova, Warren. 53 kilos. There's absolutely no pressure in the race. It's fit after three runs back. It's flying. I think it'll go forward, control. I love them when they get a soft run up the straight. They can just kick hard. And I think it's terrific each way odds here to beat number ten life lessons, who's got that fitness on its side. Whether it's fast enough at 1,200 maybe is a query, but gee, it's in good form. One pinstripe has trialled terrific. Just whether the tempo suits it, an eight fluorescent star. Bit of a sad watch for the h punters there. Nearly fell at the 500 and then got held up in the straight. Probably should have won the race. It's fitter. It's raced well down the straight. It's in there with a chance as well. But looking for Kentucky Casanova to completely control this 6, 10, 1 and 8. How are you bringing us home, Gator? Yeah, I was drawn in by the early odds as of Wednesday night with pinstripes. Obviously, the scratching of the Jumbucks um, eating that away. Plus, there's obviously been money from him into half that quote. But look, he, he did hit the line sweetly in his jump out. He was strong home, second to Scalapini, and really fast time here, fresh last in the spring. That was 1,400, though. Just a matter of whether the 1,200's a bit sharp off what looks a less than fierce tempo, as Mark's reference. 
Life Lessons jumped out well off the freshen, the former own nugget and wrote to Arataki's easy to like. Clarissa Star, yeah, I thought uh, it was desperately unlucky first half. Should have finished closer to Iron Me last prep as well. So I think she's the best value in it. And it's our time, uh, always a threat in these races. One ten eight four. David Gately's bringing us home one ten eight and four. Mark Hunter six ten one and eight. My numbers in the last one eight ten and six. Jamie, what's the latest update on the best back runners around the country? So we've still got them coming out of Randwick Warren. So that's race seven, number eight in Piratres is currently the best backed horse in the entire country. She is at $2 and it's still race three, number one, learning to fly very short, $1.55 in that very small field of just four horses. But she is the second best backed horse in the entire country. And then coming out of Flemington today, it's race three, number two, Kalos is the best backed in the meeting so far and race seven, number one, Jackano, but not by too much more than some of the other horses in that Australian Guineas. Enjoy your day, Jamie. What's your best around the country today from a personal point of view? So I've had quite a few scratchings for a lot of the horses I liked today, Warren, but my best bet is still there and that's race two, number four. So unusual. He's just racing so well and I've been on him for those past three wins, so he's given me no reason to jump off him today. So I do have him as my best. Have a great day, Jamie. I'm sure you'll spoil Hudson and make sure he has a terrific birthday. Thank you so much, Warren, and everyone enjoy today's racing. Time for a brick break on the Melbourne Form Panel. We'll be back with the team's best bets and quaddies plays and anything around the grounds before we head to the news at 9 o'clock.